This is it. The putt to win the tournament. If you sink it, the championship is yours. But on your backswing, your hat falls over your eyes. Is this how you're running your business? Poor visibility because you're still relying on spreadsheets and outdated finance software? To see the full picture, you need to upgrade to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system to power your growth. With visibility and control of your financials, inventory, HR, planning, budget, and more, NetSuite is everything you need to grow, all in one place. With NetSuite, you can automate your processes and close your books in no time while staying well ahead of your competition. 93% of surveyed businesses increased their visibility and control after upgrading to NetSuite. Over 27,000 businesses already use NetSuite. And right now, through the end of the year, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind financing program to those ready to upgrade at NetSuite.com slash C-Suite. Head to NetSuite.com slash C-Suite for special end-of-year financing on the number one financial system for growing businesses. NetSuite.com slash C-Suite. Small Biz America. The Brain. He's a multi-talented technology professional, language expert, a worldwide traveler, holds a degree in philosophy, and a part-time show and event photographer. But never mind all this. After stints at IBM, Joshua Liberman founded Net Sciences about 20 years later. NSI is now a top 10 networking firm in the state of New Mexico. Joshua joins us on this segment to share his expertise on the universe of computer data backups, his insights, his unique approach to providing backup solutions for small and mid-sized businesses. Joshua, welcome to the program. Thanks very much, David. Absolutely. Your company, Net Sciences, the tagline uh, on your website is your virtual IT department. So before we get started on the subject matter for today, I wanted to get a top level view of net sciences the services you provide and who your ideal clients are and then we can move into the subject at hand sure well we've been around 20 years as you pointed out and uh, we provide complete it services for businesses range in size from just a couple of people up to roughly about 150 our typical or um, ideal target size is probably in the 10 to 40 user range where businesses are plenty large enough to need it but not large enough to provide their own in-house expertise. Yeah. We uh, specialize in the two most important aspects of running your business network, and that's uh, what we call total data protection and total network security. And that means that we are we're really focused on making sure that your data remains intact and recoverable for as long as you need it to be and that there's never any reason to fall back on that to begin with Mm -hmm. because the network's secure and protected as well. You have said, Joshua, that when it comes to computing, backup actually is not a single element, but it's really comprised of many different components. What are the various components from your perspective and how do you like to think about how all this folds together? Years ago, we went to a law firm downtown who told us that they viewed backup as an element. They bought a a $59 USB drive and parked it on top of their server, plugged in a cable and walked away, and they thought they were done. Backup isn't like that. It's really got a lot of moving parts, and it's uh, comprised of three primary components. You have to back up all your data, and um, just about everybody knows that, but you have to back it up. You have to be aware that it's happening and verify that it's happening. You also have to back up the configuration of your server or servers because recreating that from scratch is not measured in minutes or hours. It's usually days. And uh, that gets even worse if you're waiting for hardware to arrive. So there's a server failure or server's failure, and you need to replace them. You're down for days to weeks. But finally, you have to take all that information, your data and your configuration, and get it replicated or copied off-site as well, because otherwise 
you had the problem of you know, fire, flood, theft, and various other things that can wipe out both your, your network and its backup mm-hmm. if there's no copies off-site. So that's the three main pillars of backup that we make sure we implement for every customer. Okay, okay. And in terms of the tactical approach, uh, many different sized businesses, as you pointed out at the beginning of this segment, but uh, give us kind of a sense of uh, how you would come in, survey, do an audit about what's needed, and, and then begin to make recommendations about how, you know, what, what physically happens in the office uh, for them. Sure. So our initial meeting usually takes the form of a discussion over the phone so that we have at least an idea of, of what we're stepping into. We come out on site and we do an initial site survey, which is really more of an inventory of equipment and uh, hardware and software and processes that are in play at the site. Now that can lead to further analysis and a separate network security and, and data protection analysis, but the initial site survey is really more of an interview between myself and a business leader and uh, a tech or an engineer with me and, and the hardware and software in play. Once we have an idea, we have a 12-point checklist that involves backup security and procedures, and we can score you guys against that checklist. We can sit down and say, you've got these three bases covered completely, these six partially, and there's nobody on third. Yeah, so yeah. we go through that whole list with them. Yeah, you're really looking for blind spots, aren't you? So in some cases, they may have some of it right, but they need this other piece that's not there, and you fill in the and, blanks. And yeah. Very few small businesses really, I mean, that 12-point, I don't know that we've ever gotten anybody to score 9 out of 12, and it's pretty common to see 5 or 6 and occasionally one. <laughs> so right. a lot of sites really don't know what they don't know yet. Josh, with talking to business owners as I do, many of us are operating, well, how how shall I say this, mobily, on laptops. Uh, they're using portable devices for storage. Does the range of services you provide or does your thought process around all this include those, I'll call them micropreneurs or solopreneurs, or are there a set of recommendations you might make to them somewhat different? Well, sure. For one thing, as you pointed out, everybody's mobile. And if you're a one or two person shop, then mobile is almost an oxymoron. I mean, there isn't anything that's static. You don't have a server. You don't have a necessarily a fixed location. Everything you do is either cloud-based or mobile on your devices or a combination thereof. Absolutely, there's a different set of recommendations and a lesser set of um, strictures that, and hoops that you have to jump through, okay. and they're different. Uh, there's, it's just a different way to manage things. Yeah. And that applies to anybody that's cloud-based, even if there's 20 of you. There are different rules, different things that you have to pay attention to. Okay. So sure. And the other thing is that even if you are entirely on-premise and the only thing that's in the cloud is maybe your backup data so that you have replication off-site, there are still mobility adds a, a lot of wrinkles to this. It, and as you can imagine, it makes it more difficult. You've expanded the perimeter from one point to multiple points. You have to be able to get in remotely, and you have to secure devices that five or ten years ago nobody thought of as computers. Yeah, the matter of security seems to be a big piece of all this if you're mobile and using the cloud uh, for storage or, or other you know windows into the, your server, right? It's a big deal, and it's a little broader than people realize because we all think of security either physically, uh, bodyguards or, <laughs> or locks on the doors, right, right. or some of us know about IT security, but there's another dimension which we call a risk sense. For example, last week Verizon announced that they're pulling out of the hosted data business. So there, there are many, many customers, I don't remember if it was tens or hundreds of thousands of seats, 
have two months to extract their data from them and find somewhere else to park it. Other cloud vendors have given only a month. People that big have given one month's notice, and other cloud vendors simply disappear. So there's an extra dimension there. If you don't have control of where your data is, and I'm not telling you that, that the cloud is bad, I'm just saying it's got its own set of problems. Right. You have to be aware of that, and it's very hard to analyze. I don't see anybody saw Verizon's pullback coming. It was. It's not that they're a small player or a small company. So you have to have contingency plans, and you have to have what we call cloud-to-base or cloud-to-local or reverse backup. You need control of your data, even if it resides somewhere else. And uh, by the way, that's part of that whole total data protection solution. It is possible to do that if you know what you're doing. So fascinating. When you're on the cloud, you'll pull it down. You'll download data and store it locally in in the example you just gave. Do I have that right? More or less. There's two options. There's one is cloud to local or reverse backup or just what you described. And then there are the, another is called cloud to cloud. And there are products and services you can engage with that will take or replicate your data from one cloud provider to a secondary cloud provider. In, in a sense, it's like having a Comcast and a DSL circuit in your small business because we all know that circuits go up and down yeah. and you need a backup. Yeah, yeah. We're visiting with Joshua Liberman. He's the president of Net Sciences, the website www.netsciences.com. I wanted to talk a little bit, Joshua, about the automation and about what business owners, and maybe we'll have to find some size or scale in the middle of a typical client, what they would expect to be actually doing themselves to execute the backup plan. Well, if you do it right, it's very automated. That's, that's the, the benefit of this. We place a device that is configured to communicate with the back-end data center, actually two of them, and it automatically, on the hour, or, or more or less, you can adjust it, takes a snapshot of the, of the entire server or set of servers. We have one device that backs up 14 servers. But it'll, it snapshots it automatically, which means it gets the configuration of the data all at once, and it replicates that that or the changes each hour, not the entire data set, into the cloud in an automated fashion and notifies you if there are issues. So actually there isn't very much for you to do, although we encourage people to get reports, ask questions, and even learn a little bit about it so they can do their own data restores. Uh, it can be a few clicks of a mouse to pull a file off a machine and even no more than 10 minutes to replace one server with this as a backup. It's really impressive. Wow, that is very impressive and quite automated, as you suggest, and uh, really so necessary. I mean, what we're really talking about is a, it's even beyond an insurance policy. Uh, I mean, recovering data that's been lost or corrupt, or even the configurations can be extremely expensive. It can put you out of business. I mean, this is fairly essential to any business. You know, it's interesting you grabbed on the two main points I wanted to make. Depending on who you believe, 40 to 60% of small businesses that experience a significant data loss don't recover. And I'm not sure what the methodology is behind those, and everybody has a different spin on it. But the bottom line is it's really risky to lose a lot of data. But your best point was the insurance policy. And I like to tell people that health insurance doesn't keep you healthy, and life insurance certainly doesn't keep you alive. But data insurance keeps your data available. I mean, you can actually recover lost data. We could go, you could call us on a Monday and say, we fired a guy 11 months ago. And we just found out that he deleted a giant file folder 11 months ago. We've got to have it. And in 10 minutes, we can tell you, you got it. I mean, it's, it's amazing. There's wow. just such, 
Yeah. Well, so you go from capability. on an emotional level as a business owner, you go from this, you know, deep, dark pit in your stomach to, oh, <laughs> right. I mean, you're doing yeah. a real service for the clients you serve. Are there particular industries that tend to be attracted to the way you approach this? And your client base? I guess the most data intensive folks are, and our client base tends to be rich in that. So, uh, auto, people that do a lot of CAD and design work, engineering and yeah. scientific stuff, as well as folks that have um, a very, I'm going to use the word active workforce, but people that take to do risky things <laughs> right? because the, another uh, reason that people recover, re- use this kind of support uh, if you get crypto lockered and I'm using that generically if you get your data encrypted for ransom by any of the hundreds of attacks that can do that nowadays oh so that's the technical term for that I'm sorry to interrupt so I, I had never heard that crypto ransom yeah well wow. crypto locker is a brand name if you'll part oh the I see I see this but um, as is crypto wall and many 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 others but essentially it's tricking a user into running an executable that encrypts the data with a key that's only recoverable if you're willing to send out anonymously by Bitcoin ransom payment. And Yikes. the only way to recover from this almost all the time is simply to have a really good, really recent backup that this attack hasn't found. And people who use a USB connected hard drive will find that these attacks find connected drive oh yeah so it makes sense it makes sense and and, and you mentioned the hour i'm sorry to interrupt you mentioned the hour interval which you know at the first sound sounds very frequent but that's the point right well it is i mean to be technical you have rto and rpo which is recovery time objective recovery point objective and all that means in in ordinary speak is that rto is what you uh see in front of you. How long does it take to recover from the moment you have a really bad failure? Looking out your windshield, how long is it going to take you to get moving again? RPO is how far back do you have to go to recover your data? Can you recover data from 45 minutes ago? Well, not if you have a nightly backup to tape. You can only go back to the night before, assuming it worked. Mm -hmm. So that RPO is like looking in the rearview mirror. And the closer those two points are, the better. That Absolutely. In between those two points is you're not working. Do you service clients outside of New Mexico? We do. We have folks in Arizona, California, Colorado at the moment, but we are strongly focused on this. Those are generally branch offices or related businesses to the folks that we service within roughly a hundred mile window or sorry, circle of Albuquerque. Sure. Sure. And Joshua, we uh, have listeners uh, actually internationally, but uh, certainly across the country. So that's why I wanted to touch on that. Our guest has been Joshua Liberman, the company net sciences, www.netsciences.com. Just like it sounds, you'll find a whole lot more information than we were able to cover in our short segment today, right there. Joshua, thanks so much for joining us on the program, giving you your insights on backup. Can I throw in one little pitch for a, a way to see this in person if you're interested? Absolutely. So on August 4th, New Mexico Tech Junction will be here, and we'll be doing a presentation in a concert with a company known as Datto, that the, the folks that build these devices. So that'll be August 4th, the New Mexico Tech Junction. You can go to our website in about a week and see a link to it. And uh, if you want to see anything sooner, just let us know that we'll be demoing that live. And I should mention that we have listeners that listen to our podcast and radio stream in the long tail. So the date specificity of that type of event can be a little problematic. But is there a recording of this event in any way that so that people can consume it in the uh, the post? Well, there, 
there will be a recording after the event, of course. So that recording can be found also at, at your website, or where would they find that? Will be. Again, we're talking the future. It's in August, but yes. Uh, we're talking about August of 2016, so a few months out. Today's interview at March 7th of 2016. Joshua, thanks so much. Enjoyed it. Thank you. Small Biz, Small Biz America. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.